0: This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers Better Help and the Biggest Loser Had a Baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're kind of going back to the basics, and we've got some studies from science kind of showing that, you know what, Uh, yeah, eat less, exercise more, and we've got a success story. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes, and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to dip it I I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, it's real important to remember this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude or a dudette like you who is trying to lose weight. Got to tell you I was happy. I went under 220 again and then went to the movies last night and now I'm not. That's kind of the way it works with my life, but uh I I heard this and I wish I could give credit to who said this, but I really thought about this. And maybe you can maybe we can all talk about this together. And that is and we're going to talk about the 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 better of of a bad situation, I guess you could say, the better bad choice. My grandma, actually, I take that back. My great-grandma was diagnosed with cancer when she was, shoot, pushing 80 and continued to smoke. She was very, very thin and um, was supposed to live six months, ended up living about three years. And I thought about this. Somebody said, "I know lots of skinny people who smoke. I don't know many old, really fat people." And I was thinking about this. Dom DeLuise was a guy who was uh, kind of a, an older, not very old, but when I when I thought of, I'm, I'm talking about, and I, if you get offended by the word fat, just tune out. Good God, it's a word. Someone who is. Uh, horizontally challenged. Is that better? And, uh, but I, I was trying to think of, of, you know, Orson Wells, maybe, but I can't think of too many people who are like, man, how is that person alive? And it worries me. There's a comedian named Ralphie may. If you ever get the chance to watch him on Netflix, he's pretty funny. He Actually gets you thinking. And he's been on celebrity fat club, He's been on a couple celebrity stuff, trying to get his name out there. You know how that works. but uh, And lost some weight. I think he had bypass surgery, and he basically ate himself big again because he was in Cleveland, where I'm podcasting from, and they have a thing where you can actually watch the radio show, and he's looking poor. Like, wow, you need to do something now because he was sweating, and it wasn't hot. It just, I I was like, man, I want to reach out to this guy. And so that's my question. Can you name, you know, Delta Burke is another one that was kind of, and she wasn't even really what I would call like, wow, big. But I know that many people that are wow, big that live a long life. And so if you're looking for motivation to drop some weight, uh, that might be a good one right there. I know plenty of skinny people that smoke, and that doesn't mean you should start smoking, by the way. But I don't know that I've met many old people who are incredibly obese. Just a thought. All right. I found this from where is this actually coming from? Glamour magazine. Not that uh I would count that as a incredibly you know, weighted uh what's the word I'm looking for here? You know, wow, what a what a resource here. But it's it's three weight loss lessons that actually work according to science. And so there are some diet strategies that are irrefutably backed by science, which means there are at least some sort of solid base for those of us feeling like we would like to shed a few pounds. Uh, Forbes came up with a list of six of them. And in this case, uh, Lexi Petronis narrowed it down to three. And these are things we've talked about on the show, and sometimes we just need to remind ourselves. Number one, diet matters more than exercise. Now, we pulled this from the Leanness Lifestyle University. It says it's always the food. Nine times out of 10, it's the food. And she says this isn't to say that working out doesn't matter. It does. But when it comes to weight loss, specifically according to Samuel Klein, MD, decreasing food intake is much more effective than increasing physical activity to achieve weight loss. If you want to achieve a 300-calorie energy deficit, you can run into the park for three miles or not eat two ounces of potato chips. Boy, that's amazing right there, isn't it? Experts say it's easy to binge after working out, so you end up taking in more calories than you burn. All right, so that's number one. It's really the food. Number two, the combination of foods that will magically make you lose weight, whether it's low-fat, low-carb, vegetarian, no sugar. Experts say it's basically doesn't matter what diet you follow because there's no real evidence that one particular diet will work better than your with your metabolism. Basically, they say any diet will, diet will work if you follow it. Now, with that said, this does not mean you should go on the Twinkie diet now that they're back on the market. Right, the popcorn diet, the uh, cookie diet, whatever. Let's, let's be a little common sense here now. So... Last one here. One calorie equals one calorie. Even if it's made up of nothing nutritious. says experts point to Mark Haub from Kansas State University who lost 27 pounds eating nothing but junk food on the Twinkie diet. Again, I do not recommend the Twinkie diet. says Marion Nestle, who's a PhD, a calorie is a calorie no matter what it comes from. You can gain weight eating too much healthy food as well as unhealthy. From the standpoint of health, It's better to eat your veggies. It's a lot easier to overeat calories from junk food than healthy food, but it can be done. So let's see here. Uh, It's always the food. Don't fall for a fad diet. And uh, in the end, it's calories in versus calories out. That's why we call this the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. It is kind of weird to how many different ways can you say eat less, exercise more. But according to this article, which sounds like it originally came from Forbes, according to Lexi Petronas uh, it's kind of calories in versus calories out. Next up, found this article. Now, this one is in Consumer Reports. And this one, if you've ever, like if you're a regular listener to the show, and even if you're not, really what this is, is I'm finding things that interest me. I'm preaching to myself. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you know, I have a serious problem with Mountain Dew, although right now, yeah, this this liquid that you hear, that's a a, a bottle of water. I'm I'm doing much better in the Dew category here. But here's a fun one. Uh, Consumption of soda and other sugary drinks might be linked to some, are you ready for this? 180,000 deaths a year worldwide, including 25,000 in the U.S., According to a new study, the findings might help to bolster the arguments of people looking to ban the sales of certain large-sized sugary drinks. In the immortal words of Jerry Seinfeld, the Big Gulp, 64 ounces, who needs this much Mountain Dew? Right? Now, in the study presented this week at an annual meeting of the American Heart Association, researchers looked for connections between intake of sugar, Sweetened beverages, including sodas, sports drinks, fruit drinks with added sugar and deaths from diabetes, cardiovascular disease and cancer. And they determined that one hundred and thirty thousand diabetes deaths, forty four thousand deaths from cardiovascular disease and six thousand cancer deaths that year were attributed to the consumption of beverages. See, and that's interesting for me because my mother was a diabetic, which means I'm at risk of getting diabetes, and yet I sit here and drink sugary drinks. Gotta, gotta just knock it off. Countries in Latin America and the Caribbean, particularly Mexico, had among the highest death rates from diabetes due to sugary drink consumption, and sugary beverages are believed to contribute to obesity, duh, which in turn plays a major role in diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and cancers. The current findings haven't yet been peer-reviewed, and oh, that's kind of a bad thing, or published. But they're still likely to add fuel to the debate raging in several cities whether local governments should limit the sale of large soft drinks and other high-calorie, sugary drinks. In New York City, a proposed ban by Mayor Mike Bloomberg was struck down by a Manhattan judge on March 11th. Uh, this is from this actual article is from March, but it is interesting to think that in some cases. They're saying that, uh, yeah, that soda, especially when we drink so much of them, really not a good idea. Live from the basement, it's Building a Better Dave. Here's your host, Dave Jackson. And I thought I should go to Radio Shack. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Radio Shack because they're going to shack me. And uh, when you're ready to upgrade, yeah, I'm not really ready to upgrade. I'm really ready to get out of the store. I got to be somewhere, Junior. And he's like, you know, would you like me to print you a $5 coupon? No, really what I would like you to do is hand me my freaking change so I can get out of the store. So when you go someplace and you just want to leave and you just can't get out of the store, say, oh, man, I'm getting shacked. I bought a pair of shoes. They grilled me for a half hour on how many socks I wanted. I got shacked. We can do that, and it's a $150 invite, and a rebate, and you throw this in, and you do the hokey-pokey, and you turn yourself around, and you save 10 bucks. Just give me my freaking change, and let me get out. You are shocking me to death. Check us out at BetterDave.com. And I know what you're thinking. I don't have time to do a 20-minute workout. Well, the good news is, can you do a a 3-minute workout, and then a 5-minute workout? And then what I've been doing... That seems to have been helping is when I take a break at work now, I just walk on my 15 minute break and I take, I teach. So I take a break every hour and a half to give my students a break. And while they get up and whatever they do, check email and stuff, I'm out walking around in the hallway and it's amazing. I'm getting 10,000 steps a day with no real stress getting there just by walking a couple times a day for 15 minutes. But they say here the U.S. Department of Health and Human uh, Services recommended that adults do at least 150 minutes of moderate to high intensity. Now, for the record, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure walking is not moderate to high intensity. uh, But um, nonetheless, it's activity. But you should do 150 minutes um, of physically active, you know, monitor high intensity activity each week. And it should be in bursts of at least 10 minutes for each substantial health benefits which again, it leads many people to wonder about the inefficiency of brief activities. What if it's less than 10 minutes? Why take two minutes going up the stairs if more than 10 minutes is required to make it worthwhile? But this new study suggests something else. Go ahead and take the stairs. Every minute counts towards reaching the 150-minute goal, whether it's part of a 10-minute boot um, or not. And by boot, I mean bout. So... The purpose of the study conducted by the University of Utah was to see if moderate to vigorous physical activity in less than 10-minute episodes related to weight uh, outcomes. And the study, which was published by the American Journal of Health Promotion, found that each minute spent engaging in some kind of moderate to vigorous physical activity, be it walking the dog, vacuuming, or taking the stairs, was associated with lower BMI and lower weight. The idea here is you do a minute at a time and that's not a problem, says Jesse Fan, lead author of the new paper and a family and consumer studies professor at the University of Utah. For the women who participated in the study, each minute spent in higher intensity activity was associated with a 0.07 drop in body mass index. For a woman, uh, for a 5-foot-4-inch woman, that means a loss of nearly half a pound, which may not sound like much, That's just for one minute, and they add up. The authors included that uh, the current 10-minute activity bouts guideline was based on health benefits other than weight outcomes, and their findings showed that for weight gain prevention, accumulated high-intensity physical activity bouts of less than 10 minutes are quite beneficial, supporting the message that every minute counts. So they say, I think it's easier for people to process that message Otherwise, if they don't have a block of time, they might be discouraged of doing anything. So, yeah, if it's the stairs, whatever it is, get in there, do it. And in the end, they're saying, yeah, it does add up. All right. I occasionally like to share stories just to let you know that, hey, you know, other people are doing it. You can do it, too. And this is from uh, LoseIt.com. That's the app I use to track my calories. And uh, it's amazing as I've been doing it recently and really, really, really sticking to that. That's kind of how I got under 220, which is good. My goal is somewhere around 180. But this is from a guy named Scott. He says, I was a skinny kid until I hit my teen years. My diet consisted mostly of fast food and junk food. And I was very lazy, spending most of my time playing video games and avoiding physical activity. That sounds like about, oh, I don't know, every teenager I know. I ballooned up to an obese weight as early as 14. I tried several times to go on diet throughout the years, but uh, never really successful and gave up after a few weeks. Sound familiar? In 2003, I tried using Costco weight loss shakes. I was fairly successful, losing about 60 pounds, but ended up, yep, gaining back more than I had lost. My weight loss journey would lose it, started in July, 2010. I was complaining to my friend about how tired I was all the time and how my obesity was frustrating. And she asked me a very simple question. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Okay. We've identified the problem. We're fat. What are you going to do about it? I'd asked myself that question countless times before Scott says, but hearing it from someone else that I respected and loved really hit home. And that was the moment I decided to make a plan. He says, I researched diet plans and exercise strategies. And in all my research and talking with other people, I came to realize that if I was going to be successful, I needed to modify my eating lifestyle permanently, not just make temporary alterations to my diet. It needed to be permanent. Here we go again. You guessed it. It's the food. Then I found a link to lose it for my iPhone The ability to tweak the foods to more closely represent what I'd eaten on Lose It. It was apart from other programs. Having a tracking tool to keep me accountable for what I was eating and how much I exercise was getting was invaluable to my long-term success. I joined a gym and faithfully went three to five times a week and walked around our local mall with my friend twice a week. It was amazing how much easier it was to stay on track when I combined the exercise with eating healthier. As the months went by, the pounds kept rolling off fairly consistently. I started with a weight of 360 pounds and finally hit my goal of 200 pounds on Christmas day, 2011. I can explain, I can explain the excitement, the sense of accomplishment and thankfulness to all that, uh, everyone that had helped me through my journey. I still log all my food and exercise daily on lose it and plan on, uh, plan on to do so, that's a weird sentence, basically forever. I'm currently maintaining my goal weight of 190 and will work to stay at that weight for the rest of my life. I hope others can be motivated by uh, the same way that I was. So I'll put a link out to this story, but uh, that's what I use. There's a lot of great apps. My Fitness Pal is another one. Fitbit is one. I use a Fitbit and the Fitbit ties into uh, Lose It, which is really, really nice. And um, it's very cool that way. So You can do it. You know, there was a guy obese, lost 170 pounds basically. And, uh, he did it by modifying his food and exercising more. It's not easy. It's a simple formula. It's just not easy to do, but you can do it. And that's really what this podcast is about is saying, look, you know, I, I do on occasion. Like I said, I was real, I was so proud of myself at the beginning of the year. I was, uh, Going through, I'd lost uh, seven pounds really in about two months, and uh, things got turned around. But I'm I'm slowly getting back on the wagon, and I'm walking more, I'm eating less. I Actually, uh, the other thing I, I did this morning is I had uh, just a piece of fruit for breakfast and a glass of water. And I'm finding out that the more I read, a lot of times when you wake up, you're kind of dehydrated. You're not really. We've always said breakfast is an important meal, but a lot of times you don't really need this giant you know, big style buffet thing, you can get by with just some some fruit or something small, 300 calories or so, and water. Because a lot of times really what you are is not so much hungry as you are thirsty. So that again is my non-doctor, non-trainer advice. I did that this morning and it seemed to help. But that is going to do it for this edition of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you are finding this entertaining, inspiring. Our website is... uh Logicalloss.com. If you go out there, there is a button on the side if you'd like to help support the show. You can be a producer. It's always, 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 always deeply appreciated. There's links out there. If you're going to go to Amazon and buy something, click on that first and uh, we get a small little finder's fee and helps pay for things like our bandwidth and all the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make this happen. It'd be great if it was free. It's just not. And uh, I appreciate everybody doing that to uh, help me uh, keep the podcast going. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode, let me leave you with my favorite Julian Michaels quote, which is, why are you choosing failure? And realize when you choose to do these things, it's not like somebody put a gun to your head. You're choosing this. Why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? Thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode. Take care. God bless. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is logicalloss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of skinnysongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just the it. Thin. Won't kill your lies. Thin. I won't small our thighs. Thin. But I realize. I guess I'll have to to side.